This is the Church Planting Podcast, brought to you by the Broadcast Network. Broadcast exists to support, train and encourage church planters. For more information about who we are or about the training that we offer, please visit our website at www.thebroadcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome to the Broadcast Church Planting Podcast. We've recently been doing a series called Church Planting Mistakes, where Tim and Matt Simmons talk about misconceptions that church planters have. In this episode, they're talking about the idea that my church plant will be successful. You can find the full notes on everything that Tim and Matt have to say at www.thebroadcastnetwork.org slash episode 127. So here are Tim and Matt Simmons. Uh, okay, welcome to the next broadcast podcast. Um, uh, where uh, me and uh, Matt Simmons, and my name is Tim Simmons, um, uh, involved in leading a church in Manchester, and uh, I'm talking to my brother, Matt Simmons, who leads a church in Amsterdam, uh, and we thought we'd be fun to talk about church planting, uh, but talk about it from the angle of the mistakes that we have made, or other people have made, in our opinion, um, about church planting and how you plant church. Uh, and uh, I think this is our fifth or sixth episode. And we th- we were talking about what to talk about next. And it was suggested that a mistake that we that church plants can make. Um, and I know that I have made in some form or another. And I'm sure Matt has made it is the and starting with the idea that your church plant will be successful. Um, and again, it's a, we've often talked about our kind of heart attitude thing and actually Um, in your journey of becoming a leader. So uh, often when you start a church plant, definitely the first one, you're you're a leader in your own mind, if not in reality. Um, And then you become a leader as your church plant grows, hopefully. But one of the the kind of assumptions that you make when you're starting is my church plant will be successful. Um, And actually thinking around the idea of what it means to experience success, for want of a better word, uh, in church planting, what that actually means uh, and also how you you kind of navigate the, the journey within yourself, because I know in Manchester, the the idea of success I had at the beginning is somewhat different to the one I have now. Um, yeah, for sure. So um, so I guess we'd start off by thinking, what do we how, what does success in a church plant look like and how has that definition changed over um, over church planting? Well, what do you think, Matt? Yeah, I, th- I think when when I first started in Amsterdam, I think success probably would have looked like just still being there in two years' time or or five years' time. I think that was probably the big the big. It wasn't a big question mark in my head, but I think that you know the sort of nagging thought at the back of my head anyway. Um, that you know, if, if we were just still there and. Um, not really much more than that. Then we would have done. We would have done pretty well. Uh, I know that's a bit of a bit of a low bar of success, yeah. but particularly when you're when you're heading overseas, that's that's not a bad thing to actually uh, not necessarily have as a goal, but to to realise that that's not a bad thing to achieve. Just to have actually settled your family and to be there for a few years' time is, is a bit of an achievement in itself. Um, I remember even just just recently, a couple of weeks ago, talking to our oldest daughter and asking her, you know, we've been here four and a half years and, um, 
does she enjoy living here and does she feel settled here and at home here? And she was all positive about, about everything. And then she said, well, uh, uh, when we first moved, she said, I didn't feel like that. Um, and she said, I kind of just assumed that it was just a temporary thing and that we would go home after a few months. <laughs> and she'd never told me that at the time. And it was fascinating to hear now. But uh, I think she just kind of assumed, I don't think she probably was thinking, oh, well, the church part won't work that we'll go home. I think she just thought it was a sort of a temporary, you know, dad's gone a bit crazy. Yeah. <laughs> what on earth are dad and mum doing? We'll go back soon. I think even Joe would probably say something similar, that she kind of just thought that we'd give it a bit of a stab. And if it didn't work, we, we just would move back to England and that might, you know, that might well happen. So initially for us, that was that was what success was was going to look like was just to still be there. Um, but then you know that changes when you when you begin to get established and yeah 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 definitely. I mean, moving to a foreign culture you know, that I mean, survival is success to, in the early days yeah. uh, for sure. Uh, as, yeah, especially as the culture becomes more and more different to yours. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, I know there are a few planters I've talked to who have left the UK to plant in other places. And after like six, eight months, they're saying we haven't seen anyone saved. Nothing's happened. And I said, well, you've got a job. I think that's that's success. You know, survival is actually and building family life and all of those things. are They're they're good and fruitful things which have to be. um, Yeah, I mean, my story is similar to you. When we first started um, our first plant in Manchester, people would say well what's your vision tim what do you want to achieve and i just i was i if we're here at christmas it's september then i've you know i haven't screwed it up too badly because we're still here so that that would be great <laughs> like, well, how many people do you want to join i was like well i want everyone to join but in reality i i just need to you know it needs to still exist and uh yeah it's a bit of a feet under the table thing but equally i think um i think you have to start with a slightly, I don't quite know the right way to, the reason you're planting a church is because you think you can plant a church. I mean, yeah, call of God and all of those things are also very true. But within yourself, the reason you've said, yeah, okay, I'll go and do it, is because you think there's at least an outside chance that it is within your skill set and abilities to be able to plant the church, um, which may not be the most spiritual way of looking at it but i knew for me it was true i said you know do, do you want to plant a church team yes i do and i think i can do it um and so in your head you have a a pretty clear idea that you will succeed i did anyway um which is a i is a i think is a process you have to go through for when it so even if ultimately in the long term it succeeds you know it still exists shall we say and doesn't cease to exist there are still successes and failures to go through all the way through. Um, and your sense of calling is what makes you keep turning up, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, you're definitely, there is that kind of, um, I don't know if it's naivety or faith or vision or stupidity, but that, that kind of um, just arrogant belief that somehow, although most church plants don't actually succeed, yours will. Yeah. Um, I did. Did you have like a a backup plan? Someone said that to me before we moved. What's your backup plan if if it goes wrong? And I've not really thought of it at the time. No, I um, 
No, no. Well, there, we had actually, because we both, I'd never worked for a church before, so I had a reasonable CV, and Vicky, my wife, um, although she was, uh, she was on maternity leave, she was, is a qualified nurse. So, uh, so all of those things meant, and we were moving from Birmingham to Manchester, which is different from moving to, from Brighton to Amsterdam or, you know, Manchester to Istanbul or something like that. It's a, so the, the, if it goes, if the church plant doesn't work, getting a job wouldn't be, wouldn't have been too bad. So, and we went cheap. So rent for us was relatively cheap. Um, and when we eventually got a mortgage, we've all, I've always tried to keep that quite cheap, to be honest, be, because I, in the back of my head, I always thought this could go south. So I, I don't want to be overly, yeah, I don't want to be too mortgaged up to my eyes so that, so it gives me room to move. That's all. And, and because we moved to, to start with what was a relatively cheap part of the city in the northwest of England, which isn't the most expensive part of the world, it meant I could do that. So, so there was a backup plan there in some ways. What about you? What was yours? Just come home. Yeah, I, I think until that person asked me the question, I'd not really thought about it because in one sense we did burn a lot of bridges, um, but we still, we still, we still owned our house in Brighton. We were renting it out and we didn't do that because we wanted to backup plan. We just, it was just more sound financial planning for us at that point. Um, uh, and I actually, I kind of went the other way. I went from working for a church to when we moved, actually going into, um, you know, normal work, um, not for, not for a company. I was doing freelance work, but then quickly ended up working, um, doing two days a week, fairly regularly with one client. So in a sense, I kind of built a backup plan by moving, if that makes sense. Because the the company I was working with were back in the UK, so um, and I could have, I could have done the job from anywhere, so that kind of helped in that sense. Um, but I didn't have anything kind of written down on paper. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I ever communicated anything to anybody, but I probably had in the back of my head. Yeah. yeah. If this doesn't work, then it's not like we're suddenly going to be out on the street homeless. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, very good. So what? Um when you started, what was your? What did you think? If this happens, it's uh, it, it's succeeding. So the word success makes it sound like you're finished and you're done. So in which case, you know, you're never finished church planting, um, or even you know establishing and leading and all that. But it, at the beginning, what were your kind of? If this happens, it's successful. And how did that change? Yeah, I think I was probably thinking, as I said before, initially, let's just get here and get established. Um, I think probably roughly in my head, I was thinking if we get to 50 people, that's then you're, you're at least on the way to having something um, that, that's got some mileage to it that's going to last a bit because um, you've got kind of a big enough community then to really to build something to be able to host a Sunday service well um, and to be able to do community life well. Uh, it's not so small that you know, the, it will be so reliant on a few people that it's eventually going to burn them out. Yeah. Uh, so I guess that's kind of what I was thinking. If we get to 50 people, then yes, we'll have um, yeah, not, not succeeded as finished, but that will be um, kind of church planted, if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know how you define when, when a church is 
planted. Uh, yeah, but 50 yeah. people was kind of the goal I had in my head. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting, isn't it? I think because um, having to, so we we planted um, we joined CCM and planted a site and have planted another site and have helped other sites get going. So we have six meetings on a Sunday and we've me and Vicky have started uh, directly started two of those and been heavily involved in others. Um, and, uh, and so you kind of observe a lot of what. Uh, the process that people go through, but also other church planters just in Manchester and, and in other places as well. Actually, a lot of them will talk in the early days about what success is and then it will change um, once they've actually started <laughs> and they've realized. And so, and uh, this, I'm going to have to be careful how I word this, um, uh, but there. So I think people become more pragmatic. So idealism shifts quite a lot when people realise that actually there's a. So your answer is interesting because not I don't think many people would say oh, I knew that I needed to get to fifty. I think people would say things like we need five people to get saved in the first year. We need to serve the poor, and we need to um, help our community. Some so those sorts of things, and. Um, and it always makes me nervous when a, a, a planter says those things because I, I think, well, that's all well and good, but if you haven't got any people, you ain't going to do any of them. And they, and the idealism kind of means they're not allowed to talk pragmatically to say, I just need 25 to 50 people. That's what I need first of all. And then actually the other stuff will begin to happen. Um, and that, that kind of, pragmatism versus idealism actually you you often see it shift and i think when it doesn't shift when people hold on to it their ideals too much <laughs> which just sounds terrible um actually they struggle I, i've seen it a few times yeah i think i've seen it almost then kind of go full circle where you get people who then then further down the road they almost kind of uh, having done the pragmatic stage of church planning and now they're a bit more established, they then start becoming idealistic again. <laughs> so there's some, some of the advice I got from people who plant in churches didn't sound very real to me. Yeah. And <laughs> I thought you must've been there yeah. and work through the, the reality of what it looks like. Um, and and it, it, you, you can't just abandon your ideals, obviously. So there's nothing wrong with being idealistic, but if, if you're just idealistic and there's no pragmatism to it, then I think you'll just, yeah, you I think you'll probably just run into disappointment quite quickly. Yeah. 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 It's really interesting. I mean, I think um, <clears throat> now when I look back on, so now I would think if some, a plant that come and ask me, Tim, what, what would success be? And I mean, it depends who they are, where they are and all sorts of things, how big their core team is. But I, I would say the similar as you, if you can get 30 to 50 people and you can have uh, balanced personal finances, uh, it sounds so boring, but actually, you know, if you, you're not mortgaging your family up, that would be good. If you're, you've got a happy marriage and happy family life, um, then, and your, your church is beginning to establish, I, I would say almost you're winning on all fronts um, because actually the demands on you, um, as a pastor now, it's really social media. I said one of the I've noticed that one of the things that most annoys me about Twitter is other pastors making kind of tweets about what pastors should do 
and you always think there's so much pressure on them to do so many different things. Actually, you just you've, you've got to kind of build your own personal health to survive as a as a planter, I think. And for me, that feels like that would be that is good stage one success that you've got something that will probably keep existing for a couple of years and your own life is well balanced. Uh, then actually, that's a great place to you feel like you could kick on from that quite nicely, actually. I guess a, another way to look at it would be perhaps the more difficult question is what does failure look like? Ah. I think, you know, yeah. I think I love the way you've talked about it in more personal terms in terms of uh, your house and some financial stability, because you can actually, the, the church plant could, could fail as in it just doesn't work. Yeah. But you, you could come out of it um, having personally grown in faith you know, with your family matured and strengthened. So, I mean, we've, we've got two, two couples in our church who have both been in, who both, well, one of them led a failed church plant for three years and it didn't work. And another were very heavily involved. They were on the kind of senior leadership team of a church plant that also ended up failing. Um, but, but personally, both couples went through a lot of pain and hardship, but, have come out of it really well and now they're a huge asset to us yeah. because because they failed <laughs> in one sense because the church didn't work they've got so many lessons and they're able to kind of spot the the challenges and the things we need to look out for um so i think i, I think if you if you talk to i think if you talk to lots of the really successful church partners i would imagine a lot of them would have failed church plants kind of somewhere on their on their CV. Yeah. Um, I don't, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I guess I mean, it, if anyway. you think about every church that's ever been planted in history, then almost all of them end at some point, don't they? I mean, do, <laughs> that's a brutal. Look at me. Well, they do. I mean, the church <laughs> the churches in Revelation aren't there anymore, um, so. Uh, <laughs> oh. Almost every so, so you, you know, so there's a, a yeah. church in, uh, near to us that stopped existing after five, six years of them having a really good go at it and were are really good people and um, and actually I, I I don't know I don't know why they decided to stop and, and it would easy be easy to think oh that was a waste of years but actually you don't you don't know what you achieved in those years or what got achieved in you and in the lives of the people around you, even in the, the lives of the community around you, the impact you have on the city, you might look at it and think, gosh, that was limited. I've run hard for four or five years and now it's, it doesn't exist anymore. Like the website's turned off and it's, we're gone. Um, and that would be a, that, that, that is an overly pragmatic way of looking at it. Uh, because actually you don't, you know, you don't know the fruit of what you've achieved often. Yeah. Yeah, right. If there's a, if you're, the church is this kind of living organism that whether it's five months, five years, 500 years, um, and one day it stops, it's, yeah. there's, there's, you can still have fruit within that time, significant yeah. fruit, and you can still kind of end it and close it in a, in a healthy way. Yes. Yes. I think the nearest I came to failing um, which I, is a funny thing to, I think probably the nearest would be um, with uh, 
oddly enough, when I think it was probably beginning to do quite well and we were actually beginning to grow slightly quicker than at a snail's pace and a few people were becoming Christians and, you know, it was beginning to establish. I think the closest I came to failing was that I was being a very good husband and probably a somewhat distant dad. I think that would be the um, and that's when you that that would be real trouble, I think, Um, real trouble. Uh, and, you know, God intervened and um, I pulled my pulled my socks up. But, there, yeah, I think that would be the closest. Um, and and that's when when you observe that, um, that's the thing that really is unnerving. And if you watch other planters and um, they're filling up every evening of the week and, and the kids don't like them very much. And all of that, that's that's when it's really worrying, I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Very good. So, um, yeah, I think we're there. I mean, I, I, I thought I had a nugget of gold there, Matt, but it left me. Well, it was a nugget of gold. It was so wonderfully, surprisingly profound. I didn't know what to say. I was nodding <laughs> in agreement. I think that, that podcast was like a, an epic Epic punk song that suddenly just stops mid-course. Stopped. Yeah, left you nodding, which is yeah. great radio. You just sat there nodding. We're yeah, brilliant. No fade out to that one. It's just done. <laughs> well, okay. Well, let's finish there then on on that. Um, the idea of what it means to have a successful uh, church plant, or even starting with that, and how that could be uh, a difficult thing. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Just a reminder, you can find the full notes on everything that Tim and Matt said at www.thebroadcastnetwork.org episode 127. See you next time. <laughs>